Hello, Internet, and welcome back to another episode of the Story Nook. I'm your marshmallow kitten, and go ahead and grab a nice warm cup of tea, some hot cocoa, whatever, coffee, whatever it is you want to drink, as we dive into some revenge stories today. And we are starting out our first story of Petty Revenge by Gina CCC, titled Evil Boss Lady Fired Me and Didn't Give Me My Last Check for a Month. Ka-ching! So let's go ahead and begin reading. I got a job as an EMT after a six-month community college training course. I was woefully unqualified. I barely knew the basics. But the teacher kept saying, don't worry, the new job will train you when you're hired. I got hired at an ambulance transport place that just took people to dialysis and things like that. Not emergency service. But there was no training. I was told to figure it out myself, etc. I didn't know what I was doing and I quickly realized it wasn't a fit but I continued to try. On day four, I was let go. I had worked four days total. I signed a paper with reasons they were firing me, all of which I agreed with, so I signed. I asked if they had my check ready. The man who was doing the paperwork said they didn't, but they would send it to me. Not exactly legal, but okay. I waited and waited. No check. I called to see where it was. I knew they were supposed to get that to me pretty quick by law. I called a few times to see where it was. The boss lady was so rude, hanging up on me, not taking calls. When I did get someone, they said, we'll mail it. I started researching labor laws because it was getting ridiculous. That's when I found out that they have to give me a day's pay for every day my check is late, which is $150. It's 150 bucks. So I stopped calling and started waiting. I finally got a check, a check, but it was a payroll check. And it turns out I had worked two days in one pay period and two on the next one. So I called again to tell them and got yelled at by the boss lady. Waited another two weeks, got my last check, and filed my claim with the labor board for not getting my final paycheck in the time allowed by the law. It had been about a month by then. First meeting was a mediation where they tried to sell. Boss lady wasn't having it. She kept saying she didn't owe me anything and her offer was $500. She said this was all set up by me. I knew they owed me closer to $3,000 and she didn't have a leg to stand on so I refused. She stomped out and said I'd be hearing from her lawyer. Next we went before the labor judge. This time evil boss had done her research. Every excuse an employer can use for not paying me the last check she used. She said I moved. She said I never tried to call them, that they tried to call me numerous times. She said that they tried to call me to get my address, but my number was changed. She said her husband was a cop and she was an honest person and I was a liar and did all this intentionally. She said I purposely didn't clock in and the times were messed up. I also claimed that she also claimed a ton of reasons why I was fired. She claimed I almost killed one of the patients, none of which were listed on the paper they made me sign and the judge called her out on that. I went home, printed my phone records, and highlighted all the calls letter from my landlord saying I hadn't moved, etc., and took it back to the labor board and dropped it off. I didn't get to see the judge again, so I don't know if the judge ever solved it, but I did win the case. Plus, the judge added four days because the last check was sent on a Friday before a three-day weekend. I was only supposed to get paid until the postmark date, 
but I got paid till the following Tuesday. Over 3k. Also, the evil lady wasn't paying the ambulance driver double overtime after 12 hours, so I let that slip while I was in the mediator's office and she said she looked into it. I hope that they did. And that's one way of handling crappy bosses. Because let's face it, you don't leave bad jobs, you leave bad managers. Like my job, I like my job. But unfortunately, my manager is becoming an idiot. And is always overly stressed and stresses the rest of us out. So I'm currently looking for a new job. Mm, sorry. Uh, but now we are going on to our second story, which is from Pro Revenge. This story is posted by Living Bunch Six Three Seven One. They kicked out my sister-in-law when she came out, so I forced them to sell the same house. This title is awesome. Just letting you know. And I've already read this story before, before I put it on the list of stories I wanted to read out loud. But it's a great story. And once again, this one is from Pro Revenge. So it's not like Petty Revenge, it's Pro Revenge. So the consequences tend to be a little bit more severe and drastic. So just heads up, y'all. My sister-in-law came out as a trans woman when she was 18. My wonderful in-laws kicked her out of the house then and there. They told her to leave the house and threw her out at 8 p.m. with no money or even any documents, and her father took the car keys from her, too. She had to walk eight miles to get to our place. She was crying, and we took her in. This is horrible behavior, but my husband and I would have just cut them off. It, it was all they did, but they doubled down. They refused to hand over any of the documents, and my brother-in-law had to go over and barge into their house to get them. They also cleaned up all of the money in a joint account. She had paid up to 8k working part-time all through high school. They took the money and also sold her car, which was in their name. They were trying to ruin her life as much as they could. My father-in-law is a small-time businessman, and his biggest account was supplying my, suppl my employer. I had helped him to get the contract, and it was a very lucrative for him. My employer was a family business, and they treated long-term employees more like family than as employees. I was talking to my boss about what happened, and he told me that if I could find someone within 5% range of the price my father-in-law offered, they would make the switch. My father-in-law offered us really great rates. He was very good at his job, but he had fucked up the contract because even though we always bought from him, we weren't obligated to buy from him. We could switch suppliers anytime, but he got complacent and assumed we wouldn't switch suppliers. It took me six months of painful searching to find a supplier who could replace him and get us great rates. This was not a major part of my duties, and I had to put in way more hours than normal to find the damn supplier, but when I did find them, I waited for a month before informing my boss. See, my in-laws had been planning to do major renovations for a long time, and it involved tearing down a major portion of their house. I waited until the renovation work had truly started before informing my boss. We started to get supplies from the new supplier the next month itself. It crushed his business. It fucked his 
unit economics and he had to scramble to find new customers. They ended having to sell their house to save the business and they didn't get a good rate for it because the house was well half torn down when they sold it. My in-laws did try to get money from my brother-in-law, but he told them to fuck off. My brother-in-law, my father-in-law is a decent businessman and he did crawl his way out of the hole they dug for themselves but even eight years later they still haven't bought a new house i have heard that they are still sour about what happened i mean i was just doing my job and if they had just kicked her out they would still have had the house so yeah and i love this story and normally i try to edit the cuss words but this one i've i i didn't bother i'm just like this story is great and I read it as close to word for word as possible despite like my stammers and my stutters but like whew, that is one way of making sure your in-laws are just like whew. and especially like just because like your child comes out as trans that is no excuse to like kick out your child like that's your child no matter what their identity is, their sexuality, gender, whatever. That that's your child. You you gave birth to them, you've raised them. Like even if it is not a child like that's biologically yours. You you made that commitment when you had or adopted or got that child that you would be their caretaker, their guardian, their soldier to help and protect them. And to just abandon your child like that like to me that is like the worst thing like can you even really consider yourself a parent if you just throw away your child like that and then to try to horribly sabotage their future prospects their possibilities of going forward in life like that is super duper messed up to me and never okay and for anybody who struggles with that, um, I know the Trevor Project is a really good place to go, especially for young teens. And there's probably a few other places, but I, I don't know them at this time. So, yeah. Um, stay safe. Stay in good health. Know that you are loved. I am more than willing to be the fun aunt or big sister who shows up at your house randomly and calls you up like hey i made way too much pasta i made way too many cookies would you like some because i y'all i'm always like i don't have a lot of food currently but i'm always making too much meals and me and my boyfriend have leftovers for way too long so if you would like uh food and you need food call me i will come over i will bring you food i have too much I will, I will make you a home-cooked meal. I tend to make too many things with peanuts. So, for nut allergies, I can't be that much help. But I will feed you. I will make sure you are fed. I have, like, a whole bunch of plushies. If you just need, like, a cuddly friend, I will happily loan you one. I collect them, like, like crazy. So, yeah, stay safe. Know that you are loved, even if, like, your family is garbage and crap. And rejects you for being who you are know that there are people in this world who will love you and take care of you and sometimes like the biological family it doesn't work and that's okay 
your friends can become your new family and you're loved, you're beautiful, you're precious. Make sure to have like a beautiful, wonderful feast of food that just makes you happy. I don't care what it is. Just, just stay safe. Know that you're loved. There are people who care for you. Yada yada. But yeah. So that concludes this episode of The Story Nook. I hope you enjoyed these revenge stories. And I um, rambled on for a very long time. But yeah, stay safe. Stay happy. Bye bye.